Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Friday, February 17th. The gang's all here and we're ready to go. It is six minutes after 11 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And we begin this hour talking about George Soros. So this is a globalist billionaire. He owns a lot of stuff and he made a prediction recently that Ron DeSantis would defeat Donald Trump for the GOP presidential nomination in the 24 election and then Trump would in turn run as a third party candidate. He said this could induce Trump, whose narcissism has turned into a disease, to run as a third party. This would lead to the Democratic landslide and force the Republican Party to reform itself. And he was talking about this at the uh, 2023 Munich Security Conference. Yeah, so this is interesting. The Washington Examiner first had the report and he was speaking at the Munich Security Conference, mm-hmm. which the Munich Security right, Conference... Right, that tells you uh, everything you need to know right there. Yes. Sounds like the exact place that a radical left lunatic billionaire who manipulates currency and is hates America and is obsessed with getting... I mean, George Soros has given huge amounts of money to get leftists leftist elected and leftist causes promoted mm-hmm. and approved all across this country. He has put huge money into the getting these um, leftist you know, county prosecutors mm-hmm. elected major metropolitan cities, et cetera. Um, he's he's a he's a he's a very dangerous person, but he's not stupid. So it is interesting when he speaks about something like this because he, again, while a total leftist maniac, is not a dumb person. And I thought this observation was interesting. So he said that DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious, and he'll likely be the Republican candidate. But then he went around and turned and called Trump a pitiful figure who's continuing to bemoan his loss. And he said that Trump is a deeply flawed character, a confident trickster. He keeps saying he's a narcissist. He doesn't feel any commitment to democracy. It just merely gives him a stage on which to perform. So a lot of bad things to say about Trump. And like you mentioned, this is the guy who gives millions and millions of dollars to the Democrat Party. Sure. And he owns lots of networks. So he is part of the mainstream media. He promotes all of these causes like climate change and soft on crime. Yeah. So the Republicans ultimately, I mean, George Soros's opinion doesn't ultimately matter. I mean, it does in the sense of if he wants to put big money behind mm-hmm. trying to manipulate people via television ads, radio ads, Internet ads, whatever. But on the Republican side, the Republican conversation is going to come down to do we want to look to the future or do we want to litigate the past? And look, there are people who feel very strongly both ways. And if indeed the conversation in the Republican Party continues to be dominated about we got screwed in 2020 and we're we're going to be damned if we're going to let the mainstream media or whatever decide who we pick because we know Trump won and we're going to write that wrong in, in 2024, then... Trump's probably going to win because, okay. because you're going to have you're going to have you know 
20 people running again, just like you always do. And mm -hmm. a bunch of those people will be one or 2% people. But if you got, you know, 10 per people at one or 2%, that's 20% of the vote. Mm -hmm. And that's how Trump won the last time. Right. So if the Republican Party is going to be about attempting to litigate the past, Trump will probably win. If the Republican Party is going to be about looking to the future and having an eye on a person who can resonate based on election success in swing states and coalition build, mm -hmm. that is not going to be Donald Trump. And that's going to be up to the party to decide, and it will probably be decided long before we vote here in, in Indiana. Yeah, well, and again, this is just a, a prediction. It's it's not like he, he, he doesn't have a, a crystal ball or anything. It's just his thoughts and theories. But he does have a point saying that if the whole Trump thing splits the Republican ticket, then it could propel the Democrats ahead. Because right. if, if, you know, Donald Trump runs as a third party, well, yeah, obviously. because he's not winning the nomination. But, but, the, but, but this is where they, again, when you get into, when you, we talk, remember yesterday we were talking about Orlando Bloom mm -hmm. and he was talking about uh, his life with Katy Perry. Yeah. And while they're not married, I think they live together and they have a child together and they are engaged to be married. And he was talking about, I forget how he worded it, challenging or... Right. Really, 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 really challenging. Yes. Um, <laughs> there should have been no surprise by Orlando Bloom... What he was getting into? What he was hopping in, literally, to bed with, mm -hmm. right? And... For all the perceived benefits of doing that, um, Teenage Dream is not a song. It's not actually life with Katy Perry, right? Mm -hmm. So you have you make a calculated decision. How did you refer to it yesterday? Is the juice worth the squeeze? Right. Is that how you refer? Yeah. So it's the same thing with the Republicans, right? You made a choice to elect Donald Trump as your nominee in 2016. And people did that for a variety of reasons. And some of them were good, and some of them played out. But the same thing with getting into bed with Katy Perry is like getting in bed with Donald Trump. You, There is no lamenting afterwards going, well, that guy was a total self-absorbed narcissist who really doesn't care about anybody but himself, and if it benefits him, he'll be nice to you and do things that are productive, and if it doesn't, well, then he will burn you at the stake, right? Mm -hmm. That is Trump. You made the bed with Trump. Now, to someone like me, I wanted Trump because I wanted Trump to pull the mask back on who runs this country, who the people are who are in charge, the corruption and the deceit and the deception mm -hmm. of the nameless, faceless bureaucrats who, are, bureaucrats who run this country. And by that standard, Donald Trump was an absolute success. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows now. Now, it played out on things like Twitter, et cetera, and it took years and years and years, but it played out that there is a nameless, faceless cabal that runs this country that conspires against the American people on a daily basis. That's why I wanted Trump. It's been proven. Mm -hmm. I'm done here with Trump. Okay. I want somebody now who can effectively govern because it was a two-step process for me. Show the people what the government really is. Take the mask off. And then get somebody in there who can effectively govern and deal with mm -hmm. it. Trump was great at the first part. He didn't effectively deal with it. So now we're moving on to stage uh, two. I moved on a long time ago, yeah. Casey. And that's the question you got to ask. Is the juice worth the squeeze. Yep. Let's talk about President Biden. He complained that reporters who cover him should be more polite. 
He refused to answer some questions at the end of a press conference yesterday. Just uh, another example of him criticizing U.S. reporters. He's called them stupid, and he said that they ask stupid questions. Uh, well, he would not be wrong on either of those accounts, but I, it is real rich from a guy who depended on mm-hmm. the mainstream national media acting as an arm of the Democrat Party to not only promote whatever bull crap he came up with, but certainly deflect or deny obvious signs about his mental decline and in some cases incapacity. incapacity. Mm-hmm. And also the media conspiring with, now we know the federal government and big tech to cover up the now proven true story about what a corrupt, terrible, horrific person his son is and then by default him because we know they're in cahoots together on business for him to pass any judgment on the media is just the greatest thing in the history of ever so yesterday at the end of his press conference he was asked questions and he began to walk away then he stopped he turned around and reporters were shouting questions over one another and then he had this response to the reporters I can't my office and ask a question when they have more polite people with me. Mr. President, why have you chosen Poland for your trip to mark anniversary of the war? And what's your message? What? When are you speaking to President Xi, Mr. President? And then there he is walking away. Come to his office and be more polite. How do you book that? Uh... <laughs> well, he knows. That's... That's not going to happen. When you're more polite. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's always been kind of mean to the press corps about their behavior. He Back in September of 21, he told the prime minister of India that the Indian press is much more better behaved than the American press. Well, if he would just be honest with the press, give them the answers that they want, stop gaslighting, maybe it would be. A better yeah. exchange. Yeah. I mean, do you re- let's 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 go back in the time machine. Do you remember when he called Peter Ducey a son of a bitch? When, I do remember that. When Casey. Ducey asked him, he was asking him questions on inflation. Okay, we've been told for what is it now? Eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Inflation is transitory. It's just a blip. It's going to pop up and go back down. Okay, Peter Ducey's asking him a question about inflation. Yeah. And off mic, he calls him. A son of a bitch. Let's listen. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. The groan at the end is and my favorite. And then the groan and the burps. I mean, he later called Ducey, Peter Ducey from Fox News and apologized to him, but that's their job to ask reporters so that they can tell and inform the American people. And he does not like that relationship. All right, Casey, when we come back, yeah, I gave Kev some life advice yesterday. Oh, no. And he pulled the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. And what? I... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to run it by you because it's just us listening. I'm always told no one else is listening to our show. So I'm just going to run it by you when we come back. And we're going to see, did I do 
the right thing. Were you being a wingman? Yeah, well, I guided him. Okay. I was guiding. Good. And then Kevin, the moment, thought I gave him a really good advice, but Kev had been drinking, so he was not at his full <laughs> mental faculty. So now in a sober yeah. state, we're going to reevaluate this, huh? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, I just, you're a woman, so we'll see if I did the right thing. Thank you for noticing, and yeah. thank you for having the knowledge of what that is. <laughs> in your prime. You're yeah. a woman in your prime. In my prime, and only getting better, baby. 17 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 20 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and trending this morning. The YouTube CEO is stepping down. She's severing her longtime ties with Google. She said, it's time to start a new chapter focused on my family, health, and personal projects that I'm passionate about. Also trending, the first lady, Jill Biden, she was supposed to be here in Indiana today, but that trip has uh, been postponed. Valparaiso got big time by Jill Biden. Yeah, something, something, a big, bigger, better deal came yeah. up. She said, no, thanks. Also trending, uh, John Fetterman. <laughs> He's checked himself into the hospital for clinical depression as he continues to battle health problems. Okay, so I, I, I want to feel bad for this guy because clearly he has very serious health issues and now they have manifested themselves into a mental issue of some sort. Mm -hmm. And so that is mental issues are very serious and people should totally uh, seek help if they're having them. There's no shame in doing that. But then I remember this guy hates me mm -hmm. and my entire way of life mm -hmm. and wants to totally allow government to put its thumb on me at every single turn long before he had the health issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was having the mental issues back then. He was quite honest about what he was. He was of conceivably sound mind when he made the decision to run for U.S. Senate. He chose to stay in the race knowing that he had these serious issues. Mm -hmm. And so do you feel bad for somebody just like with Joe Biden who clearly made the choice to go forward of at least sound enough mind that they filled out the paperwork to run for U.S. Senate mm -hmm. and stayed in the race. Right. And it was, was it two weeks ago? They thought he was suffering from another stroke. He still has auditory processing issues. And I read that it's like, you know, in the, the Peanuts cartoons, the parents, wah, wah, uh -huh. wah, yeah. wah, wah, that's kind of what he hears. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine that that would be very draining on anybody mm -hmm. after a while that would that would really bring you down yeah so it's probably a terrible existence and i hope he gets feeling better yeah but the reality is just like with joe biden this guy knew the challenges that he had mm -hmm. and chose to keep going to run mm -hmm. for united states senate yeah i guess up to a third of stroke sufferers do develop depression symptoms but he's at walter reed national military medical center I, that's lucky for him. Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful place to be able to rehabilitate and seek health care. He's fortunate that that's available to him. Not everybody is afforded that opportunity to go to such a well-respected place when they're having problems. And is he going to continue to accept pay while he's not working for the American people? Mm, good question. Also trending, Bruce Willis. 
His family has revealed that he has been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia, shortened to FTD, and this comes after a year after he retired from acting because of his battle with a brain disorder, and now they've kind of zeroed in on what the problem is. Yeah, I, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, last year when this came out, it, it didn't sound good. You just didn't kind of know, is this just he's declined to the point where he can't act anymore, or has he declined to the point where he's going to have serious life-altering effects? And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it sounds like it is the latter on this. And Bruce Willis always did a lot of charity work, seemed like a really good dude in interviews that that, that he did. Um and uh, by all accounts, a very good dad. Uh, even you know the people that he had the children with mm-hmm. spoke very highly of him. Yeah, and isn't that interesting? They they seem to have divorced with grace. Yeah, still being a part of each other's lives. I mean, Demi Moore posted on her social media nice heartfelt words about him and the press release matched that of his family and his children one of the guys who made being bald fashionable yeah so so you uh you are a woman correct thank you for noticing you you, you like men (laughs) thank you for noticing yes uh so having clarified those two uh items on our checklist Mm -hmm. did uh, you strike me as the sort of woman now having known you for a year now that Bruce Willis would be up your alley in terms of I find him attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Bruce Willis did you prefer more? Moonlighting slash original diehard Bruce Willis with a hint of hair mm-hmm. or completely bald Bruce Willis? Wow. That's a tough one because every stage was exactly how it should be. Yeah. And you know what? Pulp Fiction was on TV last night. And I was catching a little bit of bald Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. and he he wore it well. Bruce Willis, one of the few guys who could be not just a movie star, and so by movie star, I'm saying things like Die Hard, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. but also an actor, mm-hmm. right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, not not really actors, they're movie stars. But Bruce Willis, like The Sixth Sense, phenomenal. Moonlighting, obviously showed acting skills there. Mm-hmm. So really one of those few people who successfully could do and you could describe as both yeah have you ever seen fifth element uh long time ago yeah there was a time where i had this weird power that i would think fifth element's going to be on tv right now and every time i turned it it was that's incredible either that or it was just constantly being played but about five to eight percent of adults over the age of 65 do have some sort of dementia and that percentage doubles every five years after 65. Uh, before, before before we go to a break, mm-hmm. I think the sixth sense, Kev, you're a little too young for this, but Casey, um, you may, if you saw the sixth sense in the movie theater, mm-hmm. everyone remembers like where they were when the end of the sixth sense, like the the premise of the movie is finally revealed. Like the, you don't understand it I see until the end. Yeah, yeah. right. And to, where, I guess I can spoil it since the movie's been around for like 25 years. Yeah. Bruce Willis is really dead mm-hmm. and he he doesn't realize he's really dead right and of course the kid can see him because mm-hmm. he's dead and that moment where bruce willis puts it all together i mean it's like like one of those shocking things yeah. ever that movie was so well done gives you goosebumps doesn't it okay well you guys uh you guys had a little mentorship yesterday you're guiding kevin with his life and i'm curious to find out what happened i gave kev some advice he took my advice mm-hmm. And now, 24 hours later, I'm going to let you as a woman Mm -hmm. 
decide weigh in. I get whether, to weigh in. whether I gave Kev good advice or not. All right, we'll get to that next from 93 WIBC. Ladies, when you're with me, I'm smiling. Probably thought this was a crappy song too, didn't you? <laughs> so thematic. It's 11.31. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, right when we got off the air, you guys decided to go to your normal uh, watering hole and uh, go with the mentorship program. I was invited. I declined. I stayed back here and worked. But you had something going on while you were there. Well, you know, we go to the same place because mm-hmm. we find great value in mm-hmm. and, and and enjoy the items that they have to offer. So we go to the same place. And don't reveal the name of no, it. We don't no, want paparazzi no, in there. No, 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 no. <laughs> it'll, it'll remain quiet. But um, uh, we have uh, the fortune, because this person does a nice job, of having the same server mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. And the last couple times that we have been there, Casey, I think you noticed this too. Mm-hmm. She was kind of given Kev mm-hmm. the eye. Yes. And she remembered Kev's order. Yeah. And I have told Kev the last couple of times, I said, she is at least open to being into you. Mm-hmm. And she was there again this yesterday mm-hmm. when we went. And Casey, I, um, I have very few talents, but... One of the talents that I have, and it is why I did far better in my dating career than I ever deserved, is I can size someone up in about two minutes. Mm-hmm. And because of my gift of gab, and I can create a profile of whether that person is going to work for me. Right. So I, I took it upon myself, because Kevin and I had kind of talked it over, and we thought, okay, Kev's seeing some of maybe the same things that I'm seeing. I don't think it's just like she's being nice because you're a client at the uh, watering hole in question because she's remembering the specific things right. about Kev's right. drink well, order. She remembered like, what he orders yeah. to eat yeah. in his drink. Uh-huh. She knew that I like to uh, substitute chips yeah, for exactly. uh, fries. So, that, so I was operating off this. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. as the wingman and mentor here, mm-hmm. I am going to use the gift of gab and the size up procedure that has helped me to help Kev. And Uh I will take the lead on this Uh because I'm good at asking questions. It's what I do for a job. And because you are married, that's non-threatening to her. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, she came back over several times. Mm -hmm. She was clearly... uh, you know, there was no reason for her to be walking right past us. I think she was looking at Kev. I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, so stopped her and we got into a conversation about tattoos. Okay. And she started talking about her tattoos and specific ones she had and what they were. And then it got into a conversation about her, like, life story about how she ended up working there. Mm-hmm. And after about two minutes, mm-hmm. I felt like I had created enough information to Ke- for Kev to be able to start to form his own profile right. yeah. on this person by which he could make an educated choice. Yeah, you really laid down the groundwork. Yeah. It was a great wingmanship. Yeah, it's what, it's what I do. I mean, right. I have very few applicable skill sets. This is one of them. But if you need someone who can size a woman up and get pry immense information out of a woman in two minutes or less, I am totally totally your guy. I, I'm so curious. <laughs> One of these days, you're going to have to tell me uh, how you sized me up when we first met, but go ahead. Well, I wasn't trying to hook up with you. I oh, didn't have any interest. True. That's true. That's uh, true. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, so, so Kev, I think it is fair to say after getting the information, you, it was a profile that we, because we conversed a little bit about what information had been revealed, mm-hmm. and then we decided this was a profile that might you might have interest in potentially learning more about. Right. So you greenlit this. Yeah, I, I was totally on board with it because I think okay. from, uh, like, if we're doing, a, you know, the theory of two, Kev and this girl are compatible. Right. I felt on a life story, Kev and this girl are, are compatible. I felt like this might be a thing that could work out long term. Okay. I think Kev agreed it was worth a shot. We did tell her, because she started asking a little bit about Kev, mm-hmm. uh, that Kev has a band. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got to Gold. the band. Uno.gold on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys play tonight, right? Yeah, Melody Inn. Uh, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Melody Inn. <laughs> Late night. Um, and so, with all of that information having been revealed to her and the information she had revealed, mm-hmm. Kevin and I had to decide how we take a next step. <laughs> and she did reveal her working hours. Yeah. Which you would not do unless yeah. you wanted somebody to come see you again. Yeah. And so I had initially pitched out um the idea of like something out of a movie where maybe Kev shows up the next time she's working mm-hmm. without me there, maybe like John Cusack with the boombox. Right. He needs over to go on a solar flight. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I'd kick that around, but then I also said, "Okay, she seemed interested in the idea that you have a band mm. and you're in a band and when the band was and she did not like reject coming to see the band." And so, and it wasn't a thing like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll have to check that out sometime. Well, yeah, I asked her if she liked rock and roll, and she said, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was, hey, she hey. is a, and based on, not again, not that we paint people based on appearances, but based on the tattoos and the other information mm-hmm. I had derived, she's a person who probably enjoys rock and roll. A modern mm-hmm. music show, which Uno Gold tonight, 11 o'clock, Melody Inn, uh, would, would be providing for you. Yeah. So I said, Kev, we got two options here. One, you could just take this on your own. Like you could roll back in, you know, when she works again mm-hmm. and you could do the thing mm-hmm. where it's, you know, straight out of a, 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 hey girl. a Springsteen or a Harry Chapin song where uh, we're going to roll right into history together mm-hmm. and uh, strap your hands across my engines or, you know, whatever you want to come up with. Mm-hmm. Or we could do this. Okay. And ultimately I pushed Kevin this direction, which is what he went to. And I will need you. And then our audience can also weigh in on this, whether this was good advice that I gave Kev, because I thought it was a great way to relay that I am interested in you as I'm perceiving you interest in me uh-huh. without being super creepy. Yeah, okay. it, it was subtle. Yeah, so, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and th- again, these so, are the- So option one is he returns at a later date by himself yeah. and flies solo. Yeah. I'm worried, I was worried and about- let nature take its course. I, we'll see how it ends I was up. really worried about the creep factor though on that. I thought it, that might okay, be- Okay, that's too much. Some maybe some sort of, st- uh, interpreted as some sort of stalkery- Okay. Whatever. Now, what's option two? Well, uh, here was option two. I said, Kev, look, because when we go, I pick up the tab because mm-hmm. that's the way the mentor-mentee relationship works. I pick mm-hmm. up the beverage. Mm-hmm. But this time I said, I'm going to double for Kev. I'm going to pick up his meal, too. Mm-hmm. And so when they bring you the um, the, the, the bill, the yeah. receipt, there's a one supposed to be a merchant copy and one for a customer, customer copy. copy. Yeah. I said, Kev, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pick up the bill. Mm-hmm. So that way, even though I did tip even more than the applicable 20%, she won't be tying this into a monetary thing with you. Uh-huh. So you're free to do whatever you want. I said, you're, I'm going to pick up the bill, leave the tip, all those sort of things. And then on this other receipt. Yeah, the customer copy. You're going to put, uh-huh. and we're going to put this on top. So she has to see it mm-hmm. to get to the 
to get her money, right? Right. I'm going to have you put, not your phone number, because that's weird. Okay. I'm going to have you put... An your, Uno Gold sticker? I was. He didn't have an Uno Gold sticker. No. It would have been perfect. I only carry those when I go to shows. And, and to the restaurant. And to the, um, to the dude. By the way, I'll have them on me tonight if oh. you want to buy them. Okay, so what what did what did you do? He, all the, he had he had the Uno Gold stickers to go into the men's room to give to dudes. Right. But the no, one it, time the Uno Gold sticker we could have totally right. used. It would have been perfect. It's about I go to like shows and yeah. hand it out. You should have those on you at all times, Kevin. I'm not carrying it with me to the bar or restaurant. You should at all times have it right there in your pocket. Your that, jacket is big enough. You should okay. totally have that. That is good advice. Um I said, Kev, on this receipt, mm-hmm. write your name. Okay. So she'll remember it. Yeah. Your band's Instagram handle. Is okay. that what it's called? An Instagram yeah. a handle? Yeah. 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 And then when the show is, where, and what oh. time. That way, you're not being creepy. Uh-huh. It's not a phone number. There's no anticipation you're going to call me. Uh-huh. It's... Yeah. It's a it's an invitation. This is happening. Love to see you show up. You don't think that was a little passive aggressive? That was a little little passive. Why like, would that be passive? Yeah, I don't, just like here's the information. What do you think I should have done? You, you wanted him to be a creeper, didn't you? No. Show back up. Start ordering a round of shots. What I, was he supposed I, to do? Casey had two options here. Wow. That's a good Oh, okay. You know what? Women like a direct shooter. Don't don't play games. Don't mess around. You're interested in her. She's interested in you. Ask the woman out. No, be, no, no, no. Casey, be a man. Casey, and here's why. And let me tell you this. Let me lay this. Step up. Casey, listen to me. Now she has to be the John Cusack character. <laughs> she has to show up on That's his. That's what I was saying. Turf. That was yes. passive. Like now yeah, he's like thing, putting the ball in her court to see what she does. Maybe she doesn't want to go to Scary Melody Inn. Hey, on a she Friday didn't night. even know what it was. If, she has no idea it's scary. If she follows <laughs> up on this and she shows up, yeah, I know she is exactly. uh, worth oh, pursuing. Absolutely. Exactly. I put the ball in her court. Exactly. Catch right. a catch. And that was excellent advice from Rob. Thank you. That's yeah. what I'm saying, what though. You? you put it in her court. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you take the lead? Women love to be the aggressor, Casey. I don't know how they did it in the 60s when you were a kid. Oh, but women right. now Uh-oh. love to be the aggressor. <laughs> they are. Okay. You know who, you know. Uh, my, I'll be interested if she my, shows up. My wife totally pursued me and I made her earn it. Up mm-hmm. to and including, as I've told this story, mm-hmm. my wife was super liberal when I met her, and I said, that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You can choose the liberalism, or you can choose this. And she turned into a radical right-wing Republican like that. Okay. Women love to be the aggressors what, these days. Well, what are you going to do if she does show up? You you going to like wait around for her to come talk to you? No. Or are you going to get off the her. drum riser? Are you going to approach her? Yeah, I'll go and talk to her. Uh-huh. you going to buy her a beverage? Uh, I do get free banned beers, so I could make that happen. And then are you going to say... Wait, 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 wait. wait because come. she shows up. If she shows up, you're going to ask her out? Kev, you, you get free beers? <laughs> wait yeah. a minute. This changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, that would have been such great ammo for me to have yesterday when we were telling her about the show, because we said, hey, you can show up. Kev right. gets free, gets free beer. I've, I've mentioned it on the air before. But then you now, wouldn't know if she was interested in the free beer Well, Kevin. that's the thing. I don't know if she likes mm. hams. <laughs> or uh, what? what I, I think it's hams. Is, is what that it the is. only beer that you have available oh. to you? Uh, I believe so. 
Maybe well, I, you, I can buy one that's Do you know better. her name? You don't have to say it, but do you know her name? No, actually, I don't. Or we just called oh, her the waitress. Boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, waitress. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that's that's going to get her. So I um, either uh, just... Had a just a genius mm-hmm. stroke of um, no. She was probably really tickled that you wrote the the performance. Yeah, and, and it was subtle. Like she's at work, mm-hmm. so it wasn't yeah. awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't put she her on the knew. spot. Yeah, and you, that, you put it out. And there, that way, knows. and here's and here's and I selfishly I did this for me. That way, if it doesn't work, uh-huh. and she and we misread the whole thing, you're just trying to promote the band. We can still go back to the bar, right? Yeah, and I don't lose my Long Islands. No, I think she's interested. Because I don't want to go down because Kev just, just doesn't work out for Kev. Gosh, I can't wait to hear if she shows up. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk with Brad Klappenstein next. He's uh, debuting a brand new beer in the state of Indiana, and we're going to hear all about it coming up. From 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and you know there are a couple things that I uh, love in this world. Casey, well, there are many things I love in this world, but uh, two things that I'd like to point out specifically. Yeah. When old things make a comeback, mm-hmm. and alcohol. Oh. <laughs> okay. What about when it's old alcohol? Well, anytime we can pair those two things together, Casey, mm-hmm. old things making a comeback, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. I say we should all be very excited. And in fact, that yeah. is actually happening where a very old alcohol is making a very big comeback. And our buddy, yeah. Brad Kloppenstein, mm-hmm. is at the center of all of this. So let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline to find about, out about this very big Hoosier news. Brad Kloppenstein, you are bringing back a once revered brew here in the state of Indiana. Tell us about it. Rob, Casey, good morning. Good morning. Um, thanks for having me back. So, uh, yeah, so there's an old brand that was made up in Fort Wayne called Alpsbrow. It was made by the Synth Liver and then later known as Old Crown Brewing Company. And uh, Alpsbrow was brewed there from 57 to 1978 when it went away, presumably forever. But uh, here a couple of years ago, I acquired the trademark and I've been shopping it around to a number of breweries. Actually, I've been selling T-shirts and stickers. I think you both have T-shirts. I have a shirt. Yes. I, in, fa- in fact, Brad, <laughs> when I did my laundry last night, I did my Alps Brow T-shirt and washed it and folded it up accordingly. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for your support. So um, I finally have hooked up with Two Toms Brewing Company. They are out of Fort Wayne, and then they have a, uh, a location up on 96th Street there in Fishers. And tonight is the night that, for the first time in 45 years, we are going to tap a keg of Alps Brow. Wow. wow. Tap a keg. You going to do some keg stands? <laughs> <laughs> I had not thought about that, but okay. I guess it's always a possibility. Well, oh. you can. Depends on how the party goes. Yeah. Okay, Brad. So yeah. tell us why you chose this beer. Why did you put all this effort in? Why are you bringing Alps Brow back? 
Apparently, I had lots of time on my hands and not much direction. <laughs> I, I mean, did, did you did you like it? Did, did you, you're not old enough to have drank something from 45 no. years ago. Why? Why did you? No, what, if, my, what if it was a terrible beer? Well, it might have been a terrible beer. We're not bringing back the exact beer. Oh, we are bringing we are bringing back a tribute to this beer. Ah, okay. So, so uh, it's going to be of a similar style that you would have found at that time, but this is going to have just a hint of modern craftiness to it. So All right, tell us. It is us. a fantastic beer. What you said, similar style. What kind of beer is this? So it's going to be a lighter Vienna-style lager, um, but it's going to be easy to drink. It's going to be one of those beers where you can have three, four, five, six of them at a setting, <laughs> and it's not going to overpower you. Maybe you could have five, six, or seven in a setting, and it's not going to over. Could an average person do that? Um, possibly. <laughs> I mean, if you guys are average, I've had beers with both of both of you in the past. I, I think that you guys could give it a run. Uh, Brad Kloppenstein is our guest. He's bringing back a longtime Hoosier brew, Alps Brow. Now tell us, where will we be able to get uh, this fabulous concoction that you and your minions have put together? So this weekend, uh, we're doing our a uh, launch party tonight at the Two Toms Brewing location on 96th Street in Fisher. So that's kind of in front of the Menards and across the street from the municipal airport there between Allisonville and I-69. That's going to be from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock tonight. We're going to do a toast at like 7 and, and launch it. And then tomorrow we're going to go up to Fort Wayne. And I've been working closely with members of the Synth Liver family who are descendants of the people that own this the, the brand way back in the day. And they're excited. So we're going to do another launch party in Fort Wayne tomorrow afternoon. Um then after this weekend, look for it at your local bars and retail establishments. I know we'll be in Total Wine and More, um, places in Lawrence like Porter Books and Bread, Indian Lake Country Club, Sports Page Lounge, TikTok Lounge on 10th Street has committed to picking it up. Uh, Denver's Pizza and Brew out in Fortville. So, so, so if you so if you go somewhere over if you go somewhere that serves alcohol or you purchase alcohol, whether it is a retail store, a liquor store, a restaurant, you need to be asking for the Alps Brow because this will help you with your retirement plans. It, it will. It, yeah, just, just know if you have an Alps Brow, I probably make a penny. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, what's the plan eventually? It looks like your launching and distribution is going to be regional. Are you going to go farther than that? Uh, we hope. So uh, Tom Carpenter is, is owns the Two Toms Brewing Company, and we've talked about it. Right now, he's got a capacity of 1,000 to 1,200 barrels a year. Ideally, this brand will grow. So right now, we're going to be in Indiana. 18 months from now, I would like to think that we're going across state lines and, and we're expanding this. It, it's hard to say. Bringing back an old brand like this, some people have done well with it. Uh, Upland Brewing Company has Champagne Velvet. They've done well with that brand. But then there's other people that have tried to bring back, bring back Sterling and Drury's, and those brands failed. So it's a crapshoot, but I think this one's got a good chance. Brad Kloppenstein is our guest. His uh, his he is bringing back the Alps Brow Brew, which he is unveiling tonight uh, in it's Noblesville, right? Uh, actually, Fishers, Fishers. 96th Street, 96th so, Street, yep, and right? Fishers. Where at in Fishers? What like should I just mosey around Fishers? Where do I go? No, no it's uh, 
7,000 block of East 96th Street. It's in front of Menards there. It's actually what used to be the old Blue Crew Bar. Oh, okay. If you're familiar with that. Perfect. So, Perfect. So, 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 so how do you go about restarting a beer? Do you call one of these descendants and go, I would like to buy your beer? Uh, like, t- t- What's the process like to remake a beer? I mean, I, I believe this was a, like a long and winding road for you. It was. So it took a lot of research and a little bit of luck and a little bit of money and for me to acquire it. And then after that, it was just hitting the pavement. Me and my wife, we probably interviewed two dozen different breweries to see if they'd have an interest. And some breweries weren't interested. Some were too small. Some Mm -hmm. just weren't the right fit. Mm -hmm. Some of them just didn't make very good beer. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) so... I won't drop any names, but um, but Two Toms makes good beer. He understood the history of it. He appreciated the history. And I think that's the biggest thing is when you do something like this, especially when there's a family involved like the scent livers, you want to make sure that you're, you're paying a proper tribute to them and you're not diminishing what they did as a family for 100 years. Did they tell you why it went out to begin with? Like why they stopped it, making it back in the seventies? It was some of it was just the times. You had you know your big brewers like Stroh's and Schlitz and and Budweiser that were really muscling out these smaller regional breweries. And to to try to abut that, they took on some investors from the East Coast that were into refining and chemicals. Well, then there was a recession that hit in '60 or '61, and that really kind of put them in a bad place. So then they sold the brewery off to the employees who ran it for 10 years and then it just it just kind of fell apart Uh, you know that that story happened dozens of times over around the country well i love this uh i want you to do well i know i've cost you a lot of friends being my friend over the years you being the head of the uh, greater lawrence uh, chamber of commerce we want you to do well people want to learn more about alps brow and how they can ask for it or get it or whatever what's the best way to do that so alpsbrow.com alps A-L-P-S-B-R-A-U. We have a beer finder on the website. There's also a Facebook page and then Twitter and Instagram, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Um, Or just come out to Two Toms tonight and uh, have a pint with us. All right. We love it. Uh, Brad Kloppenstein, the brew is Alps Brow. Uh, Good luck, my friend. Thank you very much. You guys have a great weekend. Hopefully I'll see you tonight. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. And we're going to expect you back on Monday. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.